0: Block Talk Radio
1: Welcome to the Football Coverage Time NFL Podcast. My name is Sakun Wong and with me as always is Mike Host. From the, rest of the District
0: and full press coverage is Trevor Stores, man. How you doing? How are you doing, man? It's great to be back. I'm doing all right. How about you?
1: I'm doing great. I know you're super underwater right now because, like you said, it's uh kind of crept up on us, like the end of the summer, getting the school season. Now you're totally like mobbed by people wanting to go use your bar. <laughs> what a problem to have, huh? <laughs> a stressful time of the year for me <laughs> yeah yeah I know I know and then and you got to worry about football on top of that man what a mess um dude I just have to say this only because we were talking about uh, all sorts of stuff last time and we always kind of talk about music I am a big fan of Megan Thee stallion and I and anybody out there and disagree with me I don't care I don't care what everybody else thinks I am a big fan and she was on Jimmy Fallon last week and I mentioned this pre-show a little bit. I know, and I, I don't think you saw it, but you should check it out. She like co-hosted the heck out of it. Like I like I said, if you can think Jimmy Fallon out of there. I don't freaking care. just called Late Show with Megan the Stallion. I tune in every night. That's the way I feel about it. And uh, and and he dropped their out new album, and which is awesome. And I'm so biased. I'm super biased about this, so I'm gonna think it's totally awesome. I'm kind of like like you know, kind of like how you feel about. Um, well, there are all sorts of folks, actually. like Kanye, for instance, right? Like yep. everything is awesome, you know. And I had like I was kind of like, oh, yeah, I like this song. I'm not sure about that one. I like this song. After I went through like all 13 hours of his album, I'm like, okay, yeah, I like about you know 60, 80 percent of it. But but like we're making a like you She can do no wrong in my mind. Did you did you check it out
0: at all? Did you get a chance to yeah, hit I the, it out. the play button? He's pretty good. I'm not a huge fan. So I feel like an ad lib can be annoying, but. <laughs> it is what it is. But she's very talented. She is good. I did not see her as any talent, so I don't know if she is on camera, but according to you, so okay. she has two careers. So. That's, well, it. I don't
1: want her to switch careers. I'm just saying, maybe add one more, you
0: know? I'm just saying, there
1: you go. You know? <laughs> and, you know, it got me thinking because we were talking about. Um, we were talking about this last time. Um and and, uh, what you know what I was thinking about concerts because you know I haven't been to one in a while and I'm like got a whole list of them I want to go to. What was your favorite concert, Trev?
0: Oh man, I've been to quite a few. Um, Yeah, yeah. Wow. No, uh, right? I'm putting you on
1: the spot. You know, <laughs> yeah, on the I spot. know. Okay, maybe not your favorite. What, what's your most like recently? What's the concert you went to that you like? How about uh, that? I won't. I won't put you to. I won't put you the, put you yeah, the screws good. here and did you give us a
0: favorite. That I went to. I think so it was in Virginia Beach to the Khalifa and Fall Out Boy, the Boys of Summer. Cool. Wow, uh, that's so that was cool. Pretty, yeah, it was Virginia Beach. So that was pretty good. This yeah, was, that sounds uh, like a great. Just from the lineup yeah. sounds like an awesome uh yeah, sounds really like really an awesome cool. concert to be in. Yeah, um do cool. I think. Jine Ico opened up and maybe Kevin Gates is there to open up and then they came up. But yeah, it was cool. That was awesome.
1: So I was thinking about this a little bit because the the you know, I've seen a bunch of concerts as well, but one of them that really stuck out to me and it wasn't my favorite concert, but one that really stuck out to me was I went to see the Chain Smokers And it was interesting to me, because I always kind of wondered, what is a concert like that going to be like? Because it's like two dudes and like a mixing board. So, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it was Mm -hmm. exactly that. It was like two dudes of a mixing board and a lot of empty space (laughs) out there. So the weird (laughs) part about it is that it was an outdoor concert, and it started kind of like, and it was the summertime, so it started like 8 p.m., 8.30 or something like that. And it was still light out. It looks super weird, dude, when you have just two DJs sitting in the middle of a totally empty stage in the middle of daytime, and people, you know, that does not work by the time it got to 10 p.m. and it got dark then it worked right because then it's like oh okay like like you're in a club or something but yeah. i'm just gonna say this i'm just gonna put this out in the ether you a dj and you're gonna do a concert wait till 10 p.m all right i'm just saying yeah. I, I don't i don't care <laughs> you want to cater to the younger audience that's great i, I feel you but wait till 10 p.m. because it looks super weird when it's just you and, like, a mixing board and a big empty stage. It's just not – it just isn't really it – it's no not too cool, I'm just saying. Yeah. It just kind of hit me. All right, so I, we wasted enough time now, so we'll waste more time later. Let's say that. Let's put it that way. we got plenty to talk about today. We're going to talk about Baker Mayfield getting named the starter for the Panthers, and we got some thoughts and overreactions from the second week of the NFL preseason, and we got some fantasy football draft advice and much – much more so let's get this started all right let's kick it off with baker mayfield because ever since the carolina panthers signed baker mayfield to a one-year deal to battle it out with fellow 2018 first round draft pick sam darnold we all knew it was essentially a lock that he was going to be the starting quarterback but last week the panthers made it official they named baker mayfield their starting quarterback their fourth different opening day starter In as many years. And of course, the big question becomes whether he's the guy who can break the franchise's losing streak because the Panthers are coming off back to back five win seasons under third year coach Matt Rule, and um, they haven't been to the postseason since 2017. And I got to I got to think that billionaire owner David Tepper who has gone 22 and 43 since purchasing the team in 2018, probably isn't super happy. And one thing I know is you don't make billionaires unhappy. I'm just, you know, right. I, I'm not, and just, just, just a little bit, just throwing it out there. He's a billionaire. He could probably do a lot. So just saying. Bayfield, you know, he inherits an offense that ranked 30th in the league last season, managed a meager 17.9 points per game. Uh, he is playing behind an improved offensive line after general manager Scott Fitterer drafted left tackle Iki and who I think is great, 6th overall, and signed free agents Austin Corbett uh, from the Rams and center Bradley Bozeman from the Ravens. So, Trev, what do you think here? Will Mayfield turn things around for the Panthers, or is this going to be another 5-win season for them? Well, I was going to say
0: six, but... I don't know. I think it's going to take a little bit more than what they did in the draft and offseason to help Baker Mayfield out. I do like DJ Moore. Um, I do like Christian McCaffrey, of course, if he stays healthy, but he hasn't been healthy in like two seasons. So right. that's what like crossed. Close my eyes. Hope he's okay every game, every play. Um, yeah. Baker Mayfield, I mean, he's good, but I just don't think that's explosion for a Baker Mayfield to succeed. Like I said, yeah. five, six wins, yeah. And their defense is okay, but I just I don't know. It doesn't seem no. like make like a big splash.
1: Yeah, I think that's the I think that's the key here because everyone talks about how important the quarterback position is. Obviously, that's true, right? I mean, it's obviously yeah. true. But at the end of the day, you also need to have, as you say, a good defense. You need to have a good offensive line. I'm not sure they obviously improved it, but it was crap last year. Let's just get that straight. Yeah. It was absolute junk. You know, I mean sometimes you can make that work like the Bengals, right? They made it work with a very subpar offensive line, but they had a lot of weapons there. You know, I mean, they had Jamar Chase, they had um, Boyd, they had T Higgins, you know, I mean, they had a lot of weapons there, Joe Mixon, you know, and and that's not, you know, let's not even talk about Burrow for a second. He had a lot of weapons to choose from. That is not what um, Mayfield's walking into. And as you mentioned, CMC, it's a problem, right? I mean, he's, played less than half the regular season games in the last two seasons. Um, he's just brittle. I mean, he's awesome yeah. on the field. Don't get me wrong, right? I mean, he's an awesome right. player, awesome on the field, but you can't score points when you're on the bench. No. <laughs> it's just no, unfortunate, can't. right? I mean, I, if we could, you and I would score a ton of points because we would totally oh, – sure. I mean, I would kill it on the bench. I'm a great bench sitter. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I can drink Gatorade like the best of them, man. I mean, I can, <laughs> I can drink shitloads of Gatorade. Oh, Sorry. Oh, I I just shoot. I can can drink a lot of Gatorade. (laughs) Just kids listening out there, just forget, just rewind and, you know, forget I said that. I can drink a lot of Gatorade. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah, but uh, but I'm just saying, you know, I think you're right. I think that I don't think they've done enough. I don't think Baker Mayfield is going to turn it around for them. It's just going to be yet another dart throw for the Carolina Panthers that will not amount to anything. Um, but we'll see. You know, I'm interested to see what's gonna happen. It'll be fun. It'll be fun to see them play the uh, play the Browns. That'd be fun. Oh
0: yeah, uh, week one's gonna be amazing.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be fun. <laughs> All right, let's hit the box bell on that one. And let's talk about the uh, NFL preseason week two because you know what I like to do, Trev? I like to overreact to things. Yeah. I like to. <laughs> I yeah, like well. to just just take a just take a swing for the fences here on what's happening in what usually doesn't matter much for the regular season. Um, let's start with you. You got anything that you got in your mind that uh, you want to overreact to? And I, I got a bunch, bunch of them here, but, and one of them about your Washington commanders, but I, I'll, I'll let you go first. If you have something.
0: Okay. Um, I'm overreacting to the Baltimore Ravens being undefeated. Um, <laughs> that means, Good one. I mean, it means something for them, honestly, because, I mean, if you want to see how your your bench is looking, your depth is looking, and they win games, that's, that's a good sign for your depth when it comes because you know you're going to obviously need it. I mean, they went through yep. it last year with some free running backs before they even got to go to week one. So, like, they know what it's like. So, that's cool that they do win every game and they have a record, but at the same time, it's like there's no trophies for it, no records, no nothing special for that stat. So, there's that's that. That's true. Yep. You know? Yep. No, I, and I agree. You know? So, that's that's a, um, that's a good one
1: though. I mean, that's a that's a lot of ga- I mean, that's a lot of games now. I mean, uh, I mean, so that's what, it's a 20, Is it twenty two games now at this point? It's, it's yeah. like it's twenty two straight preseason games. That's that's an yeah. impressive amount of wins. Um,
0: um, you know, I think. Let's see. There's not really for me personally. I don't have a lot of overreaction other than that with my commanders. Well, I don't have an overreaction either. Wow! Well, well, I, I got do, a so. great
1: overreaction for you then. <laughs> I got a terrific okay. overreaction for you. Okay, here let's we go. My overreaction for Washington Commanders here. Brian Robinson will be the Washington Commanders franchise running back. How about them apples? <laughs> How about them apples? I
0: mean, <laughs> all right. All right. Let me make my case.
1: But, Let me make my case. This is over. This is overreaction. I know. I know okay. it's not likely. It's the These are overreactions, right? I'm just going to overreact okay. to thing. So here we go. Here's my case for it. All right. So week one, Brian Robinson, six carries, 31 yards, caught both targets for 15 yards. Antonio Gibson, Four carries for just two yards. Got one target for two yards, okay? That's week one. Now, week two comes in. We want to see what's going on. The oh, had a fumble to that four carries. Yeah, he
0: had a Yes, that's right. That's right.
1: And a fumble, right. So they got that. Now, you get to go to week two, all right? Brian Robinson, this is the most interesting thing to me, all right? Because Antonio Gibson has never had a special teams role in Ron Rivera's first two seasons um, mm-hmm. as Washington's head coach, right? Yeah. But then in week two, Brian Robinson gets the start after Gibson returns the opening kickoff.
0: What's that <laughs> all about? That's really weird.
1: I don't, I don't get that, right? I mean, and Brian Robinson's really? Robinson playing. Gibson then subs in as a first-team offense a little bit, but mostly only on passing downs, notably because J.D. McKissick is sidelined with a groin injury. And later on, he makes a couple of nice grabs with all the second stringers. So Robinson ends up with eight carries for 31 yards. Gibson, again, two carries for just three yards. And as noted, Gibson did better on targets, three receptions for 37 yards. But again, that's with McKissick sidelined and mostly with second stringers. So, so mm-hmm. I, I'm going to say, I'm just going to mea culpa here. I'm a big fan of Antonio Gibson. I was a fan of him earlier in the summer, even though he had the minor hamstring injury in OTAs. And I just thought, you know, based on his record, based on his previous season production, based on how effective I think the team may look coming into the season, I thought he was locked in as the RB1. But Robinson actually has looked better. Now, in not only in practice but in the field, and uh, and quite frankly, I think he is going to take over. Uh, and maybe I'm not saying he's better athletically. Gibson is definitely athletically far superior to Robinson and McKissick. But right now, you know, Ron Rivera and offensive coordinator Scott Turner are clearly considering at least a serious demotion. I think I, I, mm-hmm. otherwise, I don't the, what they're doing right now in the preseason doesn't make sense. Rivera actually said last week that he's going to go with a hot hand a running back, and that Gibson needs to quote run harder. Right? He actually challenged him, and he did not run harder. <laughs> I'm just saying, Robinson yeah. has a hot hand. Gibson is not running harder. They're they're putting him in on special teams. I think something's amiss. Brian Robinson becomes a Washington Commanders franchise running back. Why am I wrong?
0: Um, you're actually not wrong, but you could be wrong Ooh. because yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> Antonio Gibson, and Ramavera is not going to give up on him just that, that easy and that fast. But he definitely is sending a message and a sign that says, "Hey, you need to run harder, or else we've got somebody who's ready to go whenever you're yeah. not." Yeah. I mean, it's 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 just a little spicy situation going on. Definitely something to monitor. Nothing to, I mean, it is something to overreact about, which a lot of people are, which that's a very good overreaction. But I'm all cool about
1: overreacting. You know, <laughs> <laughs> why react when you can overreact? That's my exactly. that's my that's my thing. You know, I mean, you might as well make it. Let's make this fun. Let's make oh, yeah. this kind of fun. So, so let me let me say this. So let's switch over to um, fantasy football just for a minute here, and let's talk about Brian Robinson because, quite yeah. frankly, I think that Brian Robinson is the guy I'm I'm targeting actually mm-hmm. in fantasy football. There we go. You know, there you know we I go. think that I mean he is right now. He's RB fifty, right? He's going, He's at, He's about ranked wow. around 146. Um, so that is pretty late in drafts, right? We're talking about you know 14th round in a 10 or 15th round in a 10 team league, you know, at least 12 or 13th round for a 12 team league. I mean, Brian Robinson going that late, I feel like that's that's some serious value there. You know, I would draft him mm-hmm. and i I hate to say this, but I would draft him over Antonio Gibson who's going oh, 69 sure. overall, right? He's RB26. So you got to you got to spend uh somewhere between a fifth and a seventh round pick for Antonio Gibson. Which is which in, in years past, I would say that's a steal. And if there was no Brian Robinson, I'd say that's a steal. But I think with Brian Robinson there, there is a better-than-even chance that Brian Robinson is the RB1 in that backfield by the end of the year and will eventually become the Washington Commanders franchise running back, and then we'll make the Hall of Fame. Well, okay, I'm not going to go that far. I'm not going to go that far. But, you know, what do you think? You, you, you're, targeting, uh, you're
0: targeting Brian oh, yeah. Robinson in fantasy? I'll go with you on that for sure. You um, just follow what he does, but he did in preseason. He racked up some yeah. numbers when he had his opportunities, so I think that's yep. a very, very good position for him to be in in fantasy. He's, don't sweep on him, but it's also like you don't rush out to get him. But he's, yeah. a, he's you know, I'll, I'll take him for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I I, I, I definitely, I'm all, all on that. All right, so maybe I'm not overreacting too much. No, I probably not.
0: am. <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks, man. I appreciate yeah,
1: totally. you. Thanks, Dad. Yeah. I love that. All right. So, it's the boxing bell? I, get the, so I got another overreaction for you here. All right? Okay. All right. Justin Watson, wide receiver, new wide receiver <laughs> for the Chiefs, will be one of the starting two wide receivers for the Chiefs this season. I was going to go with even more overreacting than that, but I decided to keep my overreaction a little bit in check. All right. And I'm going to make my case. Week one against the Bears. Justin Watson, um, who joined the Chiefs this season after spending four seasons with the Bucks, managed to catch five of six targets for 45 yards and a touchdown, okay? So, it's sure, it's not big yards, but that's reliability is yeah. really important to the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, particularly after they lost Tyreek Hill, Byron Pringle, and Demarcus Robinson. And yeah. in week two, surprise, surprise, Juju Smith-Schuster was injured and didn't suit up, all right? I mean, just, just get used to it, Chiefs fans. That's what happens <laughs> to Juju, right? He gets injured he doesn't suit up. Um, so who was it that took that opposite side of the two wide receiver sets with Marquez valdez scantling That's right, it was Justin Watson. Yep. And MVS, what did he come away with? MVS came away with zero receptions and two targets, one of which was an ugly bad drop. Watson had two grabs for 53 yards and two drives before Mahomes left the game. And of course, let's not forget that prior to camp, Mahomes had this to say about Watson. He said, "Quote, Watson's been a pleasant surprise. That dude can roll." He came down to Texas, and I threw with him that day. I called Veach, and I said, like, how fast is this guy? He was running so fast, I was late on my throws. That's right. Patrick Mahomes was late on his throws because <laughs> Justin Watson was too fast. All right, so I'm overreacting a little bit, but what, what, why am I wrong? I mean, like, they don't really have anybody out there that, well, that I think alone. is going to be – you know, I mean, MVS I, I think will be a starter. I was assuming that Juju Smith-Schuster would be the starter. And they have others, but, I mean, why, why not Justin Watson?
0: I mean – I'll I'll take your side on that one too. He performed All well right. against the season and in week one against against the Bears uh i didn't even know he was in the league for four years i had no idea because yeah. he, <laughs> he barely so got like, off the bench he was like us yeah he was like, so, he was like he was like the best bench bench warmer ever <laughs> I mean, he's the best speaker down there in tampa and yeah, yeah so,
1: i guess i mean like well, he he wasn't he didn't really do a whole lot down there but but i hmm. i bet you he drank a lot of gatorade i bet you oh. that we would have given him a run for his money he's not like us right he's not drinking gatorade like us but he probably was pretty good at it i'm pretty sure he was he's probably really good at Handing the Gatorade bottle to Tom Brady as well. You know, yeah. I think he could have done that. <laughs> but, um, you know, all kidding aside, I do think he has a shot, man. I think he's going to be oh, uh, no. in the starting Quite rotation. Two, maybe. maybe two. And, and, on... yeah, imagine what Mahomes could do for him, you know. I mean, I feel like he yeah. could really, uh, you know, really kind of light things up for this guy. I mean, sometimes <laughs> you just need to have the right person uh, throwing you the ball, you know. Exactly. And guess what? Justin Watson – is wide receiver 148th. He's getting, he's 444th. <laughs> <444. laughs> wow. Who drafts that much? Who gets the 444 draft picks? You know how many draft picks you have to make in order to get the 440. <laughs> you literally, if you have a 10-team league, we're talking about like 45 rounds. It's going to be like an all-day well, draft to get the Justin Watson. <laughs> oh, Lord. We should do that someday, Trev. We should just sit there and do like a, a draft where we have like 50 rounds where we're drafting complete nobodies. <laughs> and I'm going to yeah, grab Justin Watson. And I'm, I, we might be able to draft ourselves in that draft. You know, like when we get to around like 45, 50. <laughs> I think yeah, that I would okay. draft you, Trev. I think I would. I think yeah, I, I'd go ahead. And, you know what? I'm going to take I'm to take a flyer here.
0: You know? yeah, <laughs>
1: All right. Well, so, so anyway, I, I'm thinking Justin Watson, you know, hey, listen, maybe you don't draft him, but keep him on your radar for fantasy football because he's probably going to get undrafted. And if you're in a really deep league, 16-team league, why not take a flyer in the last round? You know, what the heck? He's going to cost what you is. nothing. And he may pay off in spades playing with Mahomes. All right. So uh, that's that, that's that overreaction. I got, pl- I got plenty more overreactions to give you here, man. I'm telling you, I'm just, I'm chock full of overreactions, but I'm going to give you another one here. And, um, and I think there's a lot, there's a lot here that is probably un- unknown, but I'm going to say Kenny Pickett will be the Steelers franchise quarterback. Yeah. Kenny Pickett, their first round rookie quarterback is going to be the franchise quarterback there. I know that doesn't sound like much of an overreaction because his, I uh, mean, <laughs> quite frankly, it's, Mason Rudolph and um, Trubisky in front of him, so I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that's not much of an overreaction, but but I'm going to make my case here. I'm going to make my case, all right. It was a, so he had a, there was a ton of pressure on him, right? Because he was a first round rookie, uh, and and of course uh, Malik did really well in his first week as well. So there was some some pressure on him to put on a performance in week one, and he did he did great. 13 of 15 for 95 yards, two touchdowns, three rushes for 16 yards, passer rating of 132.6, and the Steelers were smart in the way they employed him. They didn't ask Pickett to do anything difficult. They just right. let him shine. They, did, they just said, don't throw it deep. Let the, pit, the receivers pick it up yards after catch. And, and that worked out great. He looked great. He, looked, he stood in the pocket. He found his receivers. He didn't have to wait too long to hit them in stride. And he looked fantastic. And in week two, Pickett only had eight snaps, but most of them involved Really, really quick decisions, just like we saw in week one, where he read the defense, he delivered an on target throw, they didn't ask him to throw downfield. He had some good touch and he had really good situational awareness. Um, it was a little bit weird that Mike Tomlin then decided to give Mason Rudolph the entire second half. I almost feel like he's doing that because he wants to validate cutting him. you know what I mean like yeah, it's like exactly. there's almost no reason
0: to yeah. do that
1: you know we all know state
0: what state we' got in these other teams and... right. Yeah, that's a, right Yeah. right, right. Yeah, sure. yeah, right.
1: He's, he was he put, was putting him on sale basically. He's like hey everybody, check out Mason Rudolph. You can get him at a cut rate cost right now to be <laughs> yeah. a quarterback. Exactly. Um, so you know, and and quite frankly, all three quarterbacks in um, in uh, in Pittsburgh have actually pretty good preseason numbers right now. So does Trubisky, and I all obviously want Trubisky to do well because you know hell, I, I don't want the Bears organization to look that bad. I wanted to, I, I oh. prefer that they gave up on a good asset too early in order to show that we didn't pick poorly, than to give up on a bad asset late and say, like, oh, yeah, we just suck at this, <laughs> you know? So mm-hmm. I obviously want <laughs> Trubisky to do well. But, um, hey, I think it's Kenny Pickett's team. I think he's going to be franchise quarterback. What do you think?
0: I think it's going to be Kenny Pickett's team, too. I think they'll give Mitch Trubisky his due diligence, but then uh, he's on a short leash. I think Kenny Pickett will take the reins over. You heard a lot of people say over the past few weeks that, team seems to play with more energy and more enthusiasm when Kenny Pickett's under the snap rather than Mitch Trubisky. So that's something to monitor, but yeah, I agree. I think Kenny Pickett will definitely take over the reins probably this season at some point.
1: Yeah, me too. And I think, and I think they will, I think he will be the the Steelers franchise quarterback, this might be my least overreaction of my, of the day. You know, I, I, you know, I tried to overreact. I don't want to overreact too much. And I, maybe I was a little bit short on this. So saying Kenny Pickett is the Steelers franchise quarterback doesn't say a whole lot when, his competition is Mason Rudolph and, and Mitchell Trubisky. But, hey, who knows? You know, I'm just saying. That's, that's, my, that's my view on things. All right. I got a couple more here. Um, and, you know, listen, Trev, don't let me take over because you know how it is. I start rolling, and I'm going to overreact forever. I'm going to no, keep overreacting. I'm just going to you know. keep overreacting. That's just the way it's going to happen. All right. Yeah, I, I'm going to just do this. This one is not really based on any um, actual facts, okay? I'm just going to overreact just sort of hell of overreacting. And this is just based on what we've seen happening. But I'm going to say that Rashad Penny of the Seattle Seahawks will finally have his breakout and become the Seahawks franchise running back that they always wanted. Rashad <laughs> Penny. That's what, that, so I, I have nothing to back that up. I have nothing. The only thing I have to back that up is that Kenneth Walker is a walking injury. Like yeah. he's, um, he had a, he had a groin abdomen injury that kind of set the sideline for a while. And then last week, um, he undergone some kind of procedure with zero details as to what it is, except that it may be some kind of hernia, but it's not sports hernia. I have no idea what that means you know that so okay what are you what exactly is happening here and why are they being so secretive? We all know that Pete Carroll is always unreal unrealistically optimistic when discovering injury timelines with the media he always does that way right he's like yeah. oh yeah he broke both legs he should be back in about a week you know i mean we'll, we'll get him in a walking boot no no problem he is always unrealistically optimistic um so i i don't know i think kenneth walker may be out for quite some time and yeah, rashad penny has gotten over his groin injury uh, so it's not based on anything I've seen on the field except for the fact there is nobody else in that running back room I would trust to carry the ball. Maybe Travis Homer, but not really anybody else. So what do you think? Am I wrong? Is Rashad Penny not going to have his breakout this season and become the Seahawks franchise running back?
0: I'm sorry, Harkun, but he is not going to have his
1: <laughs> Okay. I've reached too far. I've yeah, gone too
0: far. <laughs> I mean, he might have a decent year. Might not be the best one. But it might be the best one since his injury, since he's been injured yeah. a lot career so on that yep. aspect yes but in order to make the pro bowl or something like that nah, nah yeah
1: okay maybe not all right maybe I'm maybe I'm overreaching a little bit then
0: um and I, I and I it's just funny
1: because, and I feel like that Pete Carroll is going to do everything in his power to give Rashad Penny a chance to make it because he did kind of stretch a little bit to get him in the first round um and so I kind of feel like he has some feeling like I'm obligated to make this happen so I I also have that but again I have no facts to support anything I'm saying here. This is this, this is my normal, actually. As Trev knows, as everybody out there knows, I very very rarely have facts to back up what I'm saying. So this is basically in line with what I normally do. So all right, let's get let's get past Rashad Penny. I got I got one more for you here, buddy. Um, okay. And I and I, I and this one's like kind of a, a feel good thing, right? So I'm gonna say this: um, USFL MVP Cavante Turpin is going to make the Pro Bowl this year as a kick returner, punt returner. Um, so I say that because, you know, he, he's obviously, he's playing for the Cowboys, your quote unquote favorite team. <laughs> <laughs> and he did. And, and in this last Saturday, um, he was able to um, a punt and a kickoff return for a touchdown, both. Um, so there you go. I mean, like, and, and they basically in the second half. Uh, they told him, to take your pads off and take a seat. And Dallas coach Mike McCarthy confirmed that Turpin is going to be, or is likely to be, their returner to start the season. And, you know, the Cowboys are pretty thin at wide out. So I, I could imagine that Turpin gets some work as some sort of gadget player as well. Um, but, uh, you know, he has speed and he has great vision. Uh, and they, he demonstrated that um, on Saturday in week two of the preseason and he basically had a half day, you know half game audition which knocked it out of the park. I mean, as a returner, what more can you do than to say, you know what, let me take this punt back for a touchdown, and then I'll take the kickoff back for a touchdown. What else do you want me to do, right? You know, I, mean, I basically that is, it, you've checked the box on optimally what you want your kick returner and punt returner to do, right? I mean, there's nothing there's nothing more he could have accomplished in half a game, <laughs> you know, other than return more touchdowns. Um, than than that, so I'm going to say Cavante Chirpin, USFL MVP, makes the Pro Bowl this year as a kick returner, punt returner. Am I wrong?
0: No, you're not wrong. I like that. Um, ah, all he's, uh, right. He's been showing flashes that he's capable of doing that, and if he's not anything else in Dallas, which I hope he's not, then might as well be <laughs> that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'll take that. I love it. All right, awesome. I just felt like it was a feel good one, you know. I mean, the guy. I mean. I always feel like there's a lot of great athletes out there and a lot of those that we've actually uh, interviewed on the show uh, that just don't get their time in the sun because, you know, circumstance or opportunity. And he's making the best of his opportunity, and I would love to see this one come true. Of all the overreactions I had today, I would love to see this one come true. So we're on your side, Kavante Turpin. We hope you make the Pro Bowl this year. And with that, let's hit the air horn because... I don't think we could take any more of my overreactions. I've just been overreacting like crazy today. Say, <laughs> Pizza is the best food ever known to man. And it's, that's going to be my, my food overreaction. Uh, but actually, that one's true. That one's actually true. Pizza is the best food known to man. That's I'm yeah. just going to go ahead and – that's, that's that's not I don't need to, to debate the facts on that one. All <laughs> right. That's all the time we have this week. Let's hit the horn. I hate it. let Trev give us your social media for people who can follow you.
0: Uh, I'm on Twitter at TrevHTTC. I'm on Rep the District podcast. I'm right here on Football Garbage Time with Hakun. Yes, and I'm sir. also With George Carmi at FullPressCovers.com, covering everything Commanders. I'm all yeah. over the place. Running a bar down here in Lexington, Virginia, so I'm staying active in all aspects of life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no.
1: And 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 like you said, you could find Trev anywhere and everywhere and I wouldn't be surprised you know, we talked about this last time I wouldn't be surprised if we found Trev on the new Kanye album right I mean when Kanye comes with a new album I mean his albums are like 15 hours long right they can give you like an hour right I mean come on is <laughs> single, you can follow me on Twitter at FB Garbage Time and on Facebook at the Football Garbage Time page as always thank you for listening and wasting time with us and until next time Enjoy your NFL week. Good
0: night, guys.